Welcome to NBA Talk with Isaac Wolf. I am your host, Isaac Wolf. We have four games to recap, one of each of the conference semifinals series. One of them finished. We will get to that in a second. We're going to start with Celtics Raptors first, a pivotal game five with the series tied 2-2. Boston dominated. Their defense was top tier. They held Toronto to 11 first quarter points, 35 total in the first half, and then 89 for the game. Their offense was very balanced like it typically is, six guys in double figures. Their starters scored 93 of the team's 111 points. That charge led by Jalen Brown with 27. He finally shot the ball well. Jason Tatum, 18 points, 10 rebounds. Kemba Walker, 21. It was just another cold night for Toronto on offense, mostly because of Boston's defense, but the Raptors shot just 38% from the field, 30% from three. Siakam, only 10 points. Lowry, only 10 points. Van Vliet was their leading scorer with 18. But the Celtics defense looked championship level in this game, and it led them to a 111-89 win over the Raptors. The potential closeout game for Boston is tonight at 6.30 on ESPN. And right after that, we have Nuggets Clippers at 9, which is the game we're going to recap next. The Nuggets carried some of their momentum from Game 2 into this one. They were with the Clippers the whole way. In fact, they had a 7-point lead early in the 4th quarter, causing Doc Rivers to call a timeout and calm his guys down. And after that, L.A. went on a 14-4 run that set the tone for the rest of the game. They ended up winning. The Clippers ended up winning 113-107. Paul George was spectacular. 32 points, 12 of 18 from the field, 5 of 7 from 3. He got it done on both ends. Very efficient offense and great defense throughout the game on lots of different players. He guarded guys from Jamal Murray to Nikola Jokic. He was all over the place. Stop with the pandemic P-talk. It was like a four-game slump. I, I, everyone, I think everybody really overreacted to it. I think he got a lot of unfair criticism and backlash. I think he got a lot of it for his play. Very unfair. But now he's silencing all the haters, so good for him. For the Nuggets, all starters and double figures, Nikola Jokic led the way with 32 points, 12 rebounds, and 8 assists. Michael Porter Jr. off the bench, his first playoff double-double, 18 points and 10 rebounds. And a poster, too, on Montrezl Harrell. Harrell tried to take the charge, but Porter just went right up over him, threw it down. I'm sure you've seen it by now. Oh, that makes me remember. I forgot to mention Jalen Brown's poster on OG Ananobi in Game 5 of the Celtics Raptors series. That was mean, too. I remember thinking when Brown dunked it, I was like, wow, that was the best poster I've seen in a while. And then Porter did it, did or did his, like, two hours later. And I was like, two in the same day? Okay, even if it's a Zubats got in on the action, he had a poster dunk of his own, but not nearly as good as the other two. Partially because Brown and Porter are much more athletic than Zubaka, which apparently is Zubats' new nickname. I, I really like that, by the way. I think Kevin Harlan came up with that. Well done, well done. But Zubaka's athletic standards, by his athletic standards, his dunk was pretty good. All in all, a good win for the LA Clippers led by Paul George. They now go up 2-1 to one in the series against Denver. I still have them winning the series in five. Bucks Heat. The Bucks season is over after losing to Miami 103-94. Milwaukee without Giannis, that re-injured ankle in game four, kept him out. Chris Middleton was not the same guy we saw on Sunday. 23 points, 8 of 25 shooting. Two of nine from three. 
yeah, not efficient. And that's that's what ended their season. Their main guy for that game, who's usually a number two option, didn't step up like he did in game four. And that was it. The Heat are moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals for the first time since LeBron was there in 2014. They will meet the winner of the Celtics-Raptors series. Should be a good and unpredictable Eastern Conference Finals. I honestly can't tell you who's going to go to the finals or who's going to represent the East in the finals. Because right now, it's just it's very hard to tell with the way Toronto, Boston, and Miami are playing. Right now, I'd give Miami the edge. But I don't know. I might see something from the Celtics or Raptors. In these next one or two games, that may change my mind. Who knows? Lakers-Rockets. I told you the Rockets needed this game, but they couldn't get it, losing 112-102. to And what else did I tell you? All it takes is for LeBron and AD to have good games and one other player to step up. That other person to step up this, uh, last night was Rajon Rondo. Out of nowhere, he shot the ball well. Specifically from outside, they weren't really guarding him tight, which I was fine with. I mean, Rondo's a bad shooter normally, but not last night. 21 points, 9 assists, 8 of 11 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3. And that's all that the Lakers needed. It's unfortunate for the Rockets because if he had an average game, I think they would have won. But he decided to go off and they lost. Braun and AD were terrific. 62 points combined. LeBron had 36 of them. 29 of those came in the first half, I believe. LA's defense down the stretch is also what helped them win. LeBron had like four blocks in the third quarter. Houston only scored 38 points the entire second half. That's not going to get it done. But I mean, if Rondo didn't make those shots, they still would have been in it at least. That was the difference. It was Markeith Morris in game two and Rondo in game three. If they can prevent one extra guy from popping off, they can win this series, but they can't go down 3-1. That's a no-no. Game four is now a must win win for them again since they lost i don't like their chances down 2-1 anyway but all they have to do really is stop the third guy the problem is they just never know who it's going to be who knows maybe it's kyle kuzma next game maybe it's danny green maybe Kentavious caldwell pope or alex caruso score 20 points i don't know i really hope that's not the case well i don't know anyway russell westbrook bounced back Great game for him, 30 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 13 of 24 shooting, 54% from the field, 50% from 3. Danny Wellhouse was out for personal reasons. His absence of outside shooting hurt the Rockets coming off the bench. Ben McLemore took his place in the rotation, but only took two shots and missed both of them. He's a guy who's capable of hitting 7 threes in a game or being completely ineffective, which he was the latter last night, unfortunately, for Houston. Good win for LA, and now they are in control of the series, up 2-1. to one. Game 4, tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on TNT. Some awards came out recently that I forgot to bring up. Montrez Harrell won 6th Man of the Year, and Ja Morant won Rookie of the Year. Zion did get one first place vote. Ja Morant got the other 99. But now I am... Four of five in my predictions. The only one I didn't get right was Defensive Player of the Year. I still think Anthony Davis deserved to to beat Giannis out for that award. And I'm predicting Giannis wins MVP still. People have a recency bias right now with LeBron with the way he's playing and the way Giannis just flopped in the second round. But it's based on the regular season, 
Don't forget that. Giannis was better than LeBron in the regular season. He was last year, too. Anyway, Billy Donovan and the Thunder came to a mutual agreement to part ways after his contract expired just a few days ago after the season ended for the Thunder. So Donovan is no longer the head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder. He did, he did an incredible job with them this year. Took a team that, according to ESPN, had a 0.2% chance to make the to even make the playoffs. I think that was according to the Basketball Power Index. Not only did they make the playoffs, they got a top five seed, almost got out of the first round, took the Rockets to seven games, just completely exceeded expectations. It was a very surprising move. I did not see this this coming. I have not heard of any interest for him yet or any clues as to where he's going. I did hear, however, in the head coaching market that Becky Hammond, the Spurs assistant coach, and Dave Yeager are two top candidates for the Indiana Pacers job. So that would be certainly interesting. The NBA All-Defensive teams, first and second, came out yesterday. First team includes Ben Simmons, Marcus Smart, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Anthony Davis, and Rudy Gobert. The three finalists, and then the two guards, Simmons and Smart. Second team includes Patrick Beverly, Eric Bledsoe, Kawhi Leonard, Bam Adebayo, and Brooke Lopez. I don't have a problem, really. I don't have a problem with first team. Second team, the only player I think was snubbed was P.J. Tucker. I'd put him in there over Bam. P.J. Tucker just does more. He may not have the stats, but he's six foot five and playing center. And he's still locking down a lot of people. He locked down Anthony Davis in game one of their series. But he just does so much more than a lot of these guys on the list in terms of intangibles. In terms of the things you can't teach, hustle plays, box outs, tough rebounds, scrappiness. He does all of that at 6'5". And he's got to guard the tallest or best big man every night. I think he deserves a lot more credit. And I certainly think he should have been at least on all defensive second team over Bam Adebayo. And that's not a knock on Bam. He's great. But I just I believe P.J. Tucker does more on the defensive end. Okay, we're going to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Where do they go from here? Their season is over. For the second straight year, they were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference and could not get out of the Eastern Conference or to the finals in the playoffs. They made it to the conference finals last year. They couldn't even make it there this year. So, where do they go from here? Well, there are three options here to me. One, you surround Giannis with tons of of shooting. This team is not full of perimeter shooters. They have guys who can shoot relatively shoot the ball, but they're not guys that are prolific three-point shooters. Eric Bledsoe, 34%. Brooke Lopez, 31%. Dante DiVincenzo, 33%. Pat Connaughton, 33 Marvin Williams, 30%. Williams just tired, retired, by the way. I believe he announced that yesterday after the game. The former number two pick in the 2005 NBA draft played over 1,000 games in the league. Played for the Hawks, Jazz, Hornets, and Bucks. Congratulations on a solid 15-year career in the league. Not a lot of guys are capable of staying in the league that long. So you have mostly average shooters, a few below average shooters. You need more guys who can shoot it just simply better from the outside. Kyle Korver's good, shot 41%. Wesley Matthews, 36. You need, you need more of guys in that 
36 to 38, 40% range. Basically do what the Rockets have done with Russ. Every single guy who surrounds Russell Westbrook when he's playing on the court is a three-point shooter. P.J. Tucker's a three-point shooter. James Harden's a three-point shooter. Robert Covington's a three-point shooter. Daniel House specializes in three-pointers. Ben McLemore, too. Austin Rivers. Nah, okay, he's kind of inconsistent, but when he's hot, he's going to drop. He dropped what? What did we see him drop? 40 in one of those seeding games against the Kings. Literally every... Jeff Green, too. Literally everybody that plays around Russell Westbrook and is on the Rockets roster, basically, can shoot threes. That's what the Bucks need to do with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Second option, get Chris Paul. Upgrading the point guard position would be huge. Brian Windhorst reported that Chris Paul to Milwaukee is going to become a conversation this offseason. You may see talks starting between the Bucks and the Thunder about a trade, including Paul. That would be perfect because right now, Eric Bledsoe is not cutting it. He's no scrub. He can play. But he's disappearing in the playoffs, not really even becoming an option offensively. He doesn't shoot the ball well. Chris Paul, on the other hand, can control every facet of a game. He knows when and where to get the ball to which players at the right time. He doesn't disappear in the playoffs. In fact, he gets better. Late in games, he's clutch. He can shoot the ball from the perimeter. Is prolific from mid-range, especially er, those elbows. Okay, he doesn't miss from there. He can defend, he can playmake, he gives you everything you want from the point guard position. If the Bucks can pull that off without giving up Middleton, say you package Bledsoe, DiVincenzo, and a first-round pick. Because you know the trades these days, they're not even. You're not gonna you're not gonna see a star traded for a star. You're gonna see a star traded for a few young guys in draft picks. If Milwaukee can pull off a trade where they don't give up Middleton because they're not going to give up Giannis because they want to give Giannis a second superstar. That's the whole reason they want to get Chris Paul. If they can do that, it's probably their best option to give them. It's probably the best option to give them their best chance at winning a championship. Third option, fire Mike Budenholzer. Last season, up 2-0 against Toronto. Nurse out coaches in the next four games. Toronto wins the series and eventually the championship. Then this year, Eric Spolstra Alex coaches him as well. This was the best team in the NBA by record. You have Giannis Antetokounmpo, the soon-to-be-back-to-back MVP, Defensive Player of the Year this year as well, a center that can stretch the floor and defend in Brooke Lopez, Middleton, a second star, all-star this year. He should be held accountable for the way he's underachieved. He dominated the regular season in the past two years and then ran into guys like Nick Nurse and Eric Spolstra. He can't figure out how to make Giannis effective in the playoffs. He's another thing to look at if you want to make change. So three options. Get a bunch of shooters like the Rockets, get Chris Paul and upgrade the point guard position, or fire Mike Budenholzer. That's what it comes down to for me when it comes to the Milwaukee Bucks and what they have to do to get Giannis a championship. Because he said, or at least he implied, that he's not going to leave. He wants to build a championship-level team in Milwaukee. But, you know, summer before Kevin Durant left for Golden State, he said he wanted to be in Oklahoma City the rest of, the career, uh, rest of his career. So you really never know. To wrap up today, this day in NBA history, nothing significant happened. Happy birthday to J.R. Smith and Rockets forward Luke Mbaamute. We will be back Friday with another podcast.